In 1878, a young librarian, Augusta Strindberg, is leading a new hire to the National Library of Sweden, showing them the large collection of books. The last stop is at Strindberg's favorite, a large 3-foot-in-length, 160-pound book bound in leather, wood, and metal. Strindberg opens up the book, flipping through the pages, almost entranced by the writings. When he finally looks up at the new hire, he simply says, Do you hear the voices too? Welcome to Myths, Mysteries, and Monsters. Every so often, we'll come across an interesting story, too short for our weekly episodes, but too enticing not to be told. Today, we're looking at the legend and subsequent curse of the Codus Gigas, also known as the Devil's Bible. And in the end, you decide if the Devil truly had a hand in its creation. Our legend begins back in the 13th century in a monastery near what is today known as the Czech Republic. A monk named Hermanus Hermitus later known as Herman the Recluse, is being tried for crimes against the monastery. Under his own omission, he has broken his vows and committed many sins, including lust, gluttony, pride, and bestiality. For this, he is sentenced to death by starvation, condemned to be walled alive until his death. As the final brick is being placed, Herman cries out for mercy. The abbot, or head of the monks, makes Herman a deal. Since Herman was an accomplished scribe, he offers him a chance to live but he must agree to transcribe all of the world's knowledge in one night into one book. Herman agrees and gets to work, but by midnight, he realizes he won't be able to accomplish the task and decides to pray for help. When he receives no answer from above, he instead prays to the devil. The devil appears, and at the cost of Herman's soul, he offers to finish the task. Herman agrees. The following morning, the abbot is shocked at the sight. In front of Herman is the 160-pound book made of donkey and calf skin. Within it houses the entire knowledge of the world up to that point, in a little over 600 pages. Art and text fill the pages, including both the Old and New Testament, Flavius Joseph's Antiquities of the Jews, including the historical account of the Jewish-Roman Wars, Isidore of Seville's Entomology, which includes the bishop's views of the earth, cosmos, religion, and a hierarchy of angels and saints. There are also medical journals, steps for exorcisms, spells, and magic rituals including one that is said to conjure the devil. But on the 290th page is a detailed drawing requested by the devil himself, one that would give the book its nickname. The entire page is taken up by a portrait of the devil himself, the large figure between two towers, arms outstretched above its head, each hand with large red talons, its green face smiling, staring crazed and wide-eyed at the reader, two large red horns protruding from its head matching its large forked tongue. The devil squats in the drawing, as if preparing to lunge, each foot, like its hands, containing large red sharp talons. With this, Herman's life is spared, although it said he was tormented by the curse, his thoughts dark and evil, until he could no longer take it and prayed to the Virgin Mary. She agreed to clean him of the curse, but with this act, he died, and the devil claimed its prize. The Devil's Bible, or the Codus Gigas, Latin for giant book, moved around several monasteries for the next three centuries, until Holy Roman Emperor Rudolf II brought it to Prague, where it said he became infatuated by the text to the point of obsession, adding it to his collection of occult items. Several years after obtaining the Codex, in 1612, he was removed from power, as his mental instability caused many to be dissatisfied with his rule. Though, the Codex stayed in the collection until the end of the Thirty Years' War in 1648, when the Swedish army took it as spoils of war. 
It was then kept at the Swedish Royal Library in Stockholm, but it wouldn't be long before the curse reared its ugly head. On May 7, 1697, a fire broke out in the library. Many books were destroyed, but the Codex was chosen to be saved when several librarians tossed it out of a window to save it. An eyewitness would later reportedly write, the Codex landed on someone injuring them in the fall. But something else occurred immediately before or after the fire. 10 to 12 pages of the Codex went missing, torn out by someone. These pages have never been recovered, and no one knows what was in them, though some have speculated it contained instructions for the Devil's Prayer. The Codex Gigas would stay in the National Library of Sweden on display for anyone to see, but its curse still looms over it. In 1858, a librarian was accidentally locked in the room with it overnight. The next morning, he was found under a table having lost his mind. Many doctors tried to help him, but in the end, he had to be institutionalized. He claimed during the night, many books shot across the room, eventually floating and swirling around the Codex, until finally, the Bible itself was levitating in the center of the room. In 1878, before Augustus Strindberg asked a new librarian if he too heard the voices. Augustus is said to have brought others to the library multiple times at night, taking them to the Devil's Bible to read from it for several hours. Since then, I couldn't find any other account of the curse taking hold of anyone else, but many have studied the Bible trying to find who the real authors were. It would be near impossible for one man to have created the Bible in one night and the Devil's work in the Bible is just a legend, right? Researchers determined the amount of writing contained in the Codex would have taken one man five years of writing for six hours a day for six days a week non-stop. That's not taking into account the drawings. When taking into account the daily tasks of a monk in the 13th century, the time needed for sleep and meals, the time needed for the drawings, and finally creating the guidelines to write, it would have taken one monk at least 20 to 30 years to complete the entire Bible. Like many other manuscripts transcribed by monks in the past, the Codex Gigas must have been created by several monks working together. But when they studied the handwriting, it was determined the handwriting stayed the same throughout the entire book, confirming only one man wrote the entire thing. The other strange aspect came when they realized if one monk wrote the Bible themselves, and it must have taken at least 20 years, then why didn't their handwriting show any signs of aging? Your handwriting changes as you age, but this author maintained their handwriting throughout the decades, a near unexplainable task. As for the drawings, though many fill the Bible, the one many researchers focus on, unsurprisingly, is that of the devil. It was the first time the devil had been drawn alone and taken up an entire page in a religious text. Opposite of the devil's portrait is a full page drawing of what is thought to be the city of heaven. Many believe the devil's portrait opposite the city of heaven is meant to show the juxtaposition of the afterlife. Though, upon closer inspection of the city, it's drawn as an empty, desolate place. Many questions surround the Devil's Bible. Many that will never be answered. Who and how many actually wrote the Bible? What were on those missing pages? Is there truly a curse? And did the Devil truly have a hand in its creation? But how about you? Do you think a monk in the 13th century sold his soul to create the Devil's Bible? Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Myths, Mysteries, and Monsters. If you have a myth, mystery, or monster you'd like us to cover, send an email to mythsmysteriesmonsters at gmail.com. My name is Hector. Script and research is done by E.L. Soto. Sources are in the show notes for further reading. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe for more. And remember, always look behind you.